Yeah, I bought the um, the Doom free headphones. <laughs> Hundred quid worth of headphones for free. You know, if it was like Grados, ah, oh, Sennheiser don't make headphones. Do Give us the link and I'll uh, uh put one in Twitter. Fuck. Throw one in Twitter. Uh, I was drunk. Come on. Come on. Hurry up, Harry. Come on. Come on. Come on. Hurry up, Harry. We oh, are going down the pub. We are going down the Hobbit's drunk and Hobbit's going to attempt to derail me because I've done it a good few times to him. <laughs> I'm just like reminded of the song Hurry Up Harry, Come On. Hurry Up Harry, Come On. Come on, come on. Well done. Well done. Well, song welcome like, to the 14 words. I know because Hobbit likes that bit. Do you want to start reading Ooh, a bit while you're a bit sober? Oh, right. Or would, uh, you, or, yes. would you, or would you rather read when you're sobering up? No, let's go into it dry. Six, lead, silver, diamonds, glass. Oh, we're reading from like... Book of the Damned by Charles Fort, where the where the name 14 comes from, not 14. Yeah. The they sound the like the and volume two electric boogaloo. They sound like the accursed, but they're not. They're now of the chosen. That is, when they occur in metallic or stony masses that science has recognized as meteorites, we find that resistances to substances not so mixed in or incorporated. Of accursed dates, it seems to me that punk pretty is pretty damnable. Is. It's not going into my brain when you talk like that. It's like when DOA talks on a stream because her voice is a bit weird. It's just like my brain, my, my brain goes, that's not words, it's, it's white brain. noise. Yeah. <laughs> and you kept moving from topic to topic. They're not words, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just droning on in that monotone voice, going from topic to topic, all oh, quite monotone. Uh, cursed data, it seems to me that punk is pretty damnable. This is Captain Jean Le Picard of the USS Enterprise. Captain Jean Le Picard. That is, ah, uh, I need that song. Um, is it called the. Ah, right, anyway. The um, Star Trekking. In the report of the British Association, no, it's the Jean Le Picard song. Don't know that. Uh, uh, it's it's the one where he says the bit moving from topic to topic, quite hypnotic. Um, <laughs> in the report for the Bridges Association, eighteen seventy eight to three hundred seventy six. I don't know what that means. I, 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 I think uh, so. It, I think he's, let me read out so the, it's the um, report of the British Association. It's in eighteen seventy eight, and it's um, dash three seven six issue three seven six. I'd guess. So in eighteen seventy eight there are at least three hundred and seventy six issues of, of this. Know, they were banging them out, weren't they? Wow. So that's that's more than one a day. Mm. Uh, there is mention of a light chocolate brown substance that is full of meteorites. I don't know why that's funny, but there you have it. No, no, no particulars given. Not another mention anywhere else I can find. Didn't did have a English... pun, pungent smell then. <laughs> 
Look, it would be much better if Vincent Price was reading this. Yeah. No particulars given, not another mention anywhere else that I can find. In this English publication, the word punk is not used. The substance is called Amadou. I suppose if the datum has anywhere been admitted to French... Because that sounds French and you are our French correspondent. Do you know, I had a dream this morning, right? I was oh, in don't like, tell me um, about Amadou. <laughs> it's almost as as like uh, weird, right? So, I'm, it, it was I'm, it was Olivia I'm, Newton Newton John. She was singing Xanadu, but she was singing Amadou instead of it. Look, I I don't know. All I can say is, in this dream, I'm uh, like driving a lorry up to the set of the um, Star Wars prequel film. Uh, <laughs> Oh, nightmare, not a dream. Brad yeah. Pitt is there, and it, so I'm talking. Brad Pitt, with, right? Brad Pitt and George Lucas are there. Did you try? And, to like, <laughs> and then George says, uh, "No." Uh, Brad says to George, "Hey, do you know this guy can talk French?" So I'm there talking French to George. He says, "Ah, there's a guy I want you to meet," and it's like some random French bloke I've never seen before. In fact, looks a bit Arabic, and he's like saying. Uh, Oh, uh, uh, for lunch we are going to have uh, uh, cooked. Uh, oh, I can't remember the word, ferro or something like that. And I woke up. This was like five in the morning, and I immediately asked my French friend. I was like, "Have you ever heard? Oh, what's it called? Farok? It's cooked farok." And then I looked up. It doesn't exist. So I reckon, like, uh, like Amadou, it's one of those things. Uh, <laughs> that's it, right? Which I mean, to me, sounds a bit like Ferris. So. Um, is iron mentioned in this? No, iron is not mentioned in this chapter six. It's lead, silver, diamonds, and glass. Okay, amadou is a spongy material derived from foams, fomentarius. Like we were talking about this stuff earlier. Uh, um, and the, and similar fungi that grow on the bark of the coniferous and angiosperm trees. Uh, and have the appearance of a horse's hoof, thus the name hoof fungus. It's also known as the Tinder fungus, but I don't really want to know how they got how it got that name. Uh, right, so you know, oh, it's like, useful for the... starting slow burning fires. Uh, it's, it's not that's yeah, not what I so thought you, it was you, then. You I thought I thought the Tinder fire, tin, the Tinder fungus was something that top uh, that uh, that that Geralt caught. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh okay, shit! Amadou has great water absorbing abilities. It can be it's used in fly fishing for drying out flies that become wet. Oh, I wrote it down here. So this was a minute before. Oh, have the you ever heard of mycologist Paul Stamets, Hobbit? Yes, yes, I have. He and famously so wears a hat made of Amadou. Oh, okay. Absorb the water from his head. Yeah. Ah, but the other thing is like uh, it soaks up um, sweat. A replacement for um, uh, plasterboard, or I suppose they call it sheetrock over there, yeah. is um, using uh, mushroom panels. Oh, I've got oh, to say, I say we, had, we had a comment on uh, we had a comment on the on the Brilliant. YouTube, and it, and it did. Oh, fucking hell, shut up, I'm fucking Warski. Um, what's the what's the uh, we had a comment. Laura S commented, "I cracked up when all of the things about America you say we're not allowed to hang laundry in the yard." Anyway, thanks for this interesting video. Well, there's homeowners associations that will, like, some people have said I should be allowed to grow vegetables in my front yard, and like the homeowners association would be like, 
Yeah, and it, look, the front yawn and the back yawn is where you harvest your lucid dreams. So the homeowners association is saying, well, you can grow vegetables or fruit in your front yard, but uh, we're just going to dig them any... up. Well, you can't have any vegetation that's above three inches. So, like, only specific. Three well, inches. It's, it's, it's basically saying mow your bloody lawn. Yeah. Um, and apparently, our equivalent to uh, HOAs are councils because councils can say, what "Oh do no, you no, mean no, no!" Because want... there's um, oh, you know, like the Dino boxes. Yeah. Do you not remember one about the bloke who bought a Dino box and he wasn't allowed to park his work van on his drive? Yeah, well, the, is yeah. I mean, that's like that's our equivalent for the HOA. I mean, yeah. there will be councils that are saying uh, you can't have a gazebo in your garden. Oh, I'm sorry, whose garden is this? I thought yeah. it was mine. I bought this house. I thought this well, was America. We I no, we just let you live there as a tenant. Yeah. If you stop paying your council tax, you'll get kicked out. Yeah. Um, carry on about Amadou. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about Amadou. Uh, I suppose if the datum has anywhere been admitted to French publications, the word Amadou has been avoided and punk used. Well, do you know, do you know what this usage of punk is, then? I have no idea. I mean, it mentioned like earlier on in the thing, so I'm sure the audience at home are following on. Oh, uh, punk, it must mean, like, grotesque, fucking, messy shit. Right? Uh, so, this thing... They sound like the accursed, but they're not. They're now the chosen, that is, when they occur in the sciences. Okay, inferior Rick, bat... Oh, so this is 1896, about the same time, so this would be the usage then. Yeah. Inferior or bad. Also as a noun, something yeah. worthless earlier, rotten wood uses tinder. So it's probably the rotten wood uses tinder version then. Well, that makes sense with like, the modern usage. Oh, okay then. So <laughs> a, word in, a word in common use in New England as well as other northern states in Canada. This might be his version of it. Uh, perhaps from Delaware, which is punk, literally dust and powder, ashes. <laughs> but Gaelic hmm. spong, Tinder, <laughs> sneeze that, uh, also has been suggested, compare spunk, which is Dutchwood Tinder from the 1580s. Um, uh, okay, Chinese, another use of it, Chinese incense, 1870, according to OED from punk. Rotten wood uses tinder, for which see punk adjective. I can't wait for 2022 when they're all looking back and they're like, what did Kek W mean? <laughs> what did FR mean? I don't even know what FR, FR means. What is FR? <laughs> I don't know. It, it... We're too old already. We don't need. FR means uh, I identify as trans. Please uh, eliminate my <laughs> testicles. Yeah, fur fur. It, it, I keep seeing these zoomers using the word fur. Yeah, fur fur means left testicle, right testicle. Oh, for real. Interdimensional's got his. Oh, for real. Oh. Hey, shut up, liar! It means they want to be a tranny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop being transphobe. We're not for having real. that on our Christian server. FRFR. <laughs> Should I carry on with Abadu then? Now we know what punk, now we know what punk and FR mean. Yeah, we can. Carry on. This, is, uh, or... this next line, I think, is what they would call problematic on YouTube. Or oneness or of allness, scientific works and social registers. A Goldstein who can't get in as Goldstein gets in as Jackson. 
Um, so I that, really that, don't know why that line has anything to do with the rest. What did he mean by that? So Ch- Charles Thorpe decided this was important enough to put as a, yes. you know, as a new paragraph, and then moving on, another new paragraph. So it's a one sentence paragraph. Uh, so next paragraph: the fall of sulphur from the sky has been especially. Why is that even in there? <laughs> uh, look. <laughs> This is a bit like Terry Davis telling you how he's made a new C compiler called Holy Sea. And then just occasionally there's like a one sentence bit. It's like, you know, this one time in 1999, I ran over this uh, CIA operative. You can tell because they glow in the dark. So the fall of sulfur from the sky has been especially repulsive to the modern orthodoxy, largely because of its associations with superstitions or principles of the preceding orthodoxy. Stories of devils, sulfurous exhalations. Several writers have said they have had this feeling. So the scientific reactionists, who have rapidly fought the proceeding because it was the proceeding, and the scientific prudes, who in sheer exclusionism... I love, I love held... he just hates the I fucking love science crowd, don't he? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> beast. It, I, I like how someone's being very verbose about I can't stand these midwits um, <laughs> and the scientific prudes when in sheer exclusionism have held lean hands over pale eyes denied the falls of sulphur I have many notes upon the sulphurous odour of meteorites ah this actually ties into something I've heard about like um, when the space shuttle comes back from, from, from space they get these hazmat teams in them, and they immediately like um, spray down and shower down the uh, the thing, uh, and it, because it absolutely stinks of sulfur, and it's uh, apparently it, well, but hazardous. That's why they bring hazmat stuff. Why would um, there be sulfur in space, though, Hobbit? Well, the other thing that ties into it, you know what the guy <laughs> said after that? He says. So space smells like um, burnt sacrifices, and in the Old Testament, it said. God likes the pleasing aroma of burnt lamb. I was like, why? Why would you want to burn it like well and all? Why not? No, you want you to know, slow cook it. it. That's what you want to do. You don't want to do it like that, do you? Yeah, but it's this idea that up in space, it's oh, you don't like want to cook the... lamb like that, do you? You don't want to burn it. You want to slow cook it. That's what you want to do. Roast lamb is one of the nicest meats ever. I mean, I am. I my rabbit is my favourite. Slower beef the better. And... Slower the better for lamb. But roast lamb roasted on the spit so that all the fat comes out, that is the like the best meat ever. Oh, uh, back back right. to back yes. to the back to lamb racks lamb racks breadcrumbs, proper decadence, says Biaki. What is that my stomach making that noise? <laughs> I think it's we talk about lamb. I just heard this like creaking noise and I thought is that come from me or something? Anyway, um, <laughs> right. So uh, Charles Fort is, is describing, lamenting the the existence of the uh, uh Right. He's saying so, I fucking hate. I, I hate the. I fucking love science crowd. Is what he's saying. I have many notes upon the sulfurous odor of meteorites and many notes upon phosphorescence of things that come from externality. Someday I shall look over old stories of demons that have appeared sulphurously upon this earth, with the idea of expressing that we have often had undesirable visitors from other worlds, or that an indication of external derivation is sulphurousness. I expect someday to rationalise demonology, but at present we are scarcely far enough advanced to go so far back. 
But this is Force. what you're. But this is this kind of brings back to what you were saying about about the space shuttle. Like this is way, way, way before the because um, he was like turn of the century ish, I think, like nineteen twenties. Yeah. So he's hmm. ta- he's talking about space. Uh, people who come from space, yeah, you know, external world. derivation is sulfurousness, which is the same as what you're saying about the about the the space shuttle that it came back smelling of sulfur. But why? Why would uh, why would it smell like sulfur? Mm. Space is a vacuum, right? Space is dark and it's also really hot, but really cold. It's not a place that is uh, good to be. It also smells like sulfur. Yeah, do you think they got like a smellometer on the fucking ISS or something? Yeah. Well, uh, the um, insulating panels the space shuttles and other vehicles use is called aerogel, and it's very good at picking up gases and smells. And Mm. it absolutely stinks when it comes back. So that's why they have to get hazmat teams. To spray the uh, shuttle down before the astronauts. What do they spray it with then? Uh, whatever neutralizes nasty smells. Maybe it's industrial Febreze. Febreze. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I, I mean, it could well be. Did, did NASA uh, create? Is you know like Teflon? Yeah. It, Teflon is is like a byproduct space of the space material. program. It's Febreze, uh, a by, byproduct of the space program. So, so the ballpoint pen, astronaut ice cream, and Febreze. These are all <laughs> oh, uh, NASA spin-offs. Oh, you, you can imagine the JML advert now. Do you hate? Getting rid of smells. Look at this space age, space age smell. Get rid of her. <laughs> Trying to write upside down, but your ink keeps running out. Not with the new JML NASA space pen. Not with a not with a Soviet pencil. Um, have you have you, have you heard that got debunked? Because they say that if you were um if you were writing with graphite, the graphite would be floating in the air and it could possibly cause a short somewhere. Yeah, but I mean, uh, like, ah, it's it, fine. It could, they can make could... water stick to glasses up there. It's okay. It it, it could, but I mean, seriously, um, just you're going to get... have never you're... happened on the ISS. Yeah, that's, that's... you're going to get more conductivity from the water vapor of the astronaut. Sorry, the cosmonaut sweating than you are. Like, oh, I had to write, like, this many lines out of pencil today. Ergo, there's this many micrograms of graphite floating around, as opposed to pints of sweat. Like, seriously, guys. Uh, uh, dangerous. You could get in your eye also, over there. If, 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 um, if, like, uh, the switches they're using have such powerful current that a little dusting of graphite is enough to cause the short circuit and burst, you know what? Those engineers, like, it's too bad the engineers that designed those space vehicles couldn't be sent up with them because the Romans the used to is, do though, this. All thing. of these space vehicles still look like they were designed by Jerry Jerry Anderson, don't they? With with like millions of fucking switches, like like LED switches and fucking shit like that, don't they? <laughs> what if the the guys making miniatures for Stanley Kubrick's two thousand and one were also yeah. the ones making miniatures for Captain? Well, were these Starlet? the guys that also decided to put all the uh, delicate wire? on the outside of the, the spaceship as well yeah what's wrong with that <laughs> what you 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 you're saying you know better how to design a spaceship than these people i mean would you do it with a submarine <laughs> why not so uh, 
We're on subject of sulfurousnessity. Yeah. I expect someday to rationalise demonology. Oh, yeah, I said that bit. Yeah. For a circumstantial account of mass burning sulfur about the size of man's fist, that fella, Pultusk, Poland, 1868 Apollo Road, where it was stamped out by a crowd of villagers. See Report <laughs> Brit Association, 1874, issue 272. The power of the exclusionists lies in that their stand or combine both modern and archaic systematists. Falls of sandstone and limestone are repulsive to both theologians and scientists. Is, it, is, this, is this like a massive <laughs> diss back in the day? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sandstone and limestone suggest other worlds upon which occur processes like geological processes, but limestone as fossiferous substance... As a fossiferous substance is, of course, especially of the unchosen. In Science, March 9th, 1888, we read a block of limestone said to have fallen near Middleburg, Florida. It was exhibited at the Subtropical Exposition at Jacksonville. The writer in Science denies it fell from the sky. His reasoning is, there is no limestone in the sky. Therefore, this limestone did not fall from the sky. <laughs> Better no, reasoning you I can't fault his logic, can you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but well, it's funny enough, Charles Fort agrees with you here. He says, better reasoning I cannot conceive of because we see that a final major, major premise, universal, true, would include all things. That then would leave nothing to reason about. So then all the reasoning must be based upon something not universal or only a phantom intermediate of the two finalities of nothingness and allness. Or negativeness and positiveness. I don't know, that's a bit too highfalutin for me, that is. These these are some fancy big-ass words you're using. Yeah. I'm going to do one more and then someone else carry on because I want to yeah. scratch my nose. Vol at Pelledur, which is well, a little... you need to do this bit because it's French. Vol at Pelledur, uh, Lille, France, uh, June 6, 1890, of limestone pebbles, identified with limestone at Chateau Landon, or up and down in a whirlwind. But they fell with hail, which in June could not very well be identified with ice from Chateau Landon. Coincidence, perhaps. Upon page 70, Science Gossip, 1887, the editor says of a stone that was That's reported mint. to... Can you imagine fought... reading a, ma a magazine called Science Gossip? That'd be fucking <laughs> ace, wouldn't it? <laughs> Basically, what you need. Yeah. Of a stone that was re reported to have fallen at Little Lever, England, that a sample had been sent to him. It was sandstone. Therefore, it had not fallen, but had been on the ground in the first place. <laughs> but upon page 140, Science Gossip 1887, is an account of a large, smooth, waterworm, gritty, water worn, gritty sandstone pebble that had been found in the wood of a full grown beech tree. Do, do you know where Little Lever is? Little Lever's in Bolton. <laughs> ah, Bolton. <laughs> Looks to me a Little bit Little Lever's in Bolton, mate. <laughs> they found a bit found a bit of some limestone in Bolton. And you show me the way to the <laughs> Sahara. In Bolton. <laughs> Looks to me a bit falling red heart and penetrate the tree with high velocity. Oh, I wish Casimir was here to read this bit. Yeah. But I've never heard of anything falling red hot from a bum whirlwind. <laughs> So, someone else carry around. Uh, the wood, the wood around this sandstone pepper was black, as if charred. Uh, Hobbit, is there anything else that could make it black, though? Uh, what? What, what makes heat? sandstone go black? Yeah. 
Like, no, no, he's saying the wood, wood, the wood around the sandstone pebble oh, was shit, black. Oh, shit, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Learn to read. Uh, well, that could be mouldy then, couldn't it? Like, wood wood goes black when it's mouldy. Mm. Uh, yeah, but it's... Um... I, think, I think the clear uh, thing is it's been heated up somehow and it's yeah. crashed into the tree. Dr. Right. Farrington, for instance, instance, in his books, does not mention sandstone. However, the British Association, though reluctant, is less reclu- less exclusive. Report, report of 1860, page 197. Maybe that's um, page numbers then what we were saying earlier. It's the year and the page number. Yeah. Maybe they did one report okay. a year. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll go with that. Uh, substance about the size of a duck eggs fell, fell at Rapho in Ireland. Rapho? Oh, yo. Um, <laughs> June the 9th, 1860. Date, date questioned. <sighs> it is not definitely God. said that this substance was sandstone, but that it resem- resembled friable sand. What does friable mean? That's a scientific word isn't it oh uh, if it's the word i'm thinking of it's when you've got um like fibers and they can be fried as in they they come oh apart. shit no no it, isn't it like um friable because asbestos it's crumbly it's crumbly oh, cause ah. I, remember, cause I remember it's in fucking asbestos asbestos courses which i've done about a million of that's so it means crumbly so it was crumbly oh. sandstone okay Oh well, okay. Yeah, I was I was thinking fibers, but um, it it, it cool. is it is fiber because obviously asbestos is yeah, and the fibers. the fibers are crumbly fibers. Yeah, yeah. I think I, yeah. But the I important bit being is it. it's crumbly. It's readily crumbled, brittle, easily crumbled, pulverized or reduced to power, e- powder, easily broken into small frag- fragments, crumbled or reduced to powder. Ugh. Tendons in my my hand have gone all really t- tender and sore. Ugh. I hope they're not of, friable. Falls of salt have occurred often, where they have been avoided by scientific writers, writers because of the dictum that only water and not substances and not substances held in solution can be raised by evaporation. However, falls of salty water have received attention from Dalton and others and have been attributed to whirlwinds from the sea. Do you remember this from before? Like, they just said everything was a whirlwind. Like, the... Uh, do you remember there was the sand that fell that we spoke about before? Yeah. This oh, the Sahara, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, they just said it was Sahara it sand, like, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, this is so reasonably yeah. contested, quasi-reasonably, as to places not far from the sea. So, Hobbit theory... Right, so uh, you know uh, how hail forms or how we're told? It bobs up and down until it's ready to fall. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, nobody except the hail and God knows when it's ready to fall. But when yeah. it does, it comes down and you know about it. Yeah. So, um, like, that's because raindrops, they're going up and down like a gooseberry in a lift. You know, what's green and hairy and goes up and down, up and down? Um, so, um, it, the sand gets blown up from the Sahara, and you get the mistral winds, and in France, like, once or twice a year, you've got to, like, uh, sweep sand out of everything. Um, what if, like, the sand bobs up and down, and then the same forces what push water together, which I'm saying is electrostatic forces, uh, what if that, um, like, pushes the sand together to form sandstone? So I'm saying that the electrostatic forces are enough to fuse it into these lumps because it doesn't just like come down. It's like, 
oh, that's like a, a sand ball, like, you know, mushy sand. It's like, no, it's proper, like, that is a stone of sand. So, uh, yeah, um, I'm saying that the conditions for making hailstones are also the conditions, rarely, um, that you can make sandstone well, hailstones. Well, you may say that, Hobbit, but the fall of salt that occurred high in the mountains of Switzerland, we could have predicted that datum could be found somewhere. Let anything be explained in local terms of, of the coast of England, but also it has occurred high in the mountains of Switzerland. Large crystals of salt fell in a hailstorm. August 20th, 1870, in Switzerland. The orthodox explanation is a crime. Whoever made it should have had his fingerprints taken, we are told. <laughs> he just... He fucking... What? He keeps dabbing on the I fucking love science people, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, and the, the, these objects of salt... on the bush on his opinion of these <laughs> guys, though. Uh, we are told that these objects of salt came over the Mediterranean... Uh, in quotation marks, came over the Mediterranean from some part of Africa. Yeah, this is Sahara. Uh, it, it is kind of bullshit, though, isn't it? That they think, oh well, you know, it got lifted up from Africa and fucking sent over. Well, that's where all the Fatima Ghanas occur in the Sahara. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or the hypnosis of the conventional, provided it be glib. One reads such an assertion, and provided it be suave and brief and conventional, one seldom questions or thinks very strange, then forgets. One has an impression of geog. One has an impression from geography lessons. Mediterranean, not more than three inches wide on the map. Switzerland's only more, only a few more inches away. These sizable masses of salt are described in the American Journal of Science three three two three nine as essentially imperfect cubic crystals of common salt, as to occurrence with hail that can, in one or ten or twenty instances, be called a coincidence. Another datum, extraordinary year, 1883, London Times, December 25th, 1883. Translation from a Turkish newspaper. A substance that fell at Scutari, December the 2nd, 1883, described as an unknown substance in particles or flakes like snow. It was found to be saltish to the taste and to dissolve readily in water. Why are they always trying to boil this shit and fucking eat it? Do you remember, do you remember that from before? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that from before? <laughs> we were eating it in all sorts, weren't they? <laughs> It's like you know the thing like when when babies just stick things in their mouth to like ascertain what it is. Yeah. Is this just like you know uh, right? Well, can I, we a... eat it? <laughs> yeah. The test. <laughs> Fuck you know. Can we eat it? Uh, miscellaneous. Oh. So this is the miscellaneous section now. Black capillary matter that fell November 16th, 1857 at Charleston. So this is from the American Journal of Science 231459. Uh, fall of small, friable, ves ves vesicular masses. Do you know what a fucking vesicular mass is, anybody? Uh, right, vesicular. Where? Is that like, like a, a, a kind of veiny kind of like capillary kind of thing? Ooh, yeah, oh, yeah. Wait, what? What's the word again? <laughs> the, the definition is the definition is br 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 brilliant. Of or related to vesicles. <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> thanks for that. Cheers. Oh, yeah. hang on. Where am I? Vesicle Turkish newspaper. Vescular masses. There we go. Uh, vescular. Vesicle. What the fuck? You have to look at vesicle, Hobbit. <laughs> 
Well, I know vesicles are like um, they're, they're these bits here. A small like enclosed a... structure or cavity, especially a membrane, yeah. a membrane-bound structure within a cell, which materials such well, as enzymes or transported a sword, a sac or cyst, especially one containing fluid. Uh, so it would be that version of it then. Sac or cyst. Yeah, but yeah, that's the thing. Why it's not a useful term because yeah. vesicles have different like sizes. Like yeah, but you got remember yeah. this, like, this is like from like the nineteen twenties, isn't it? When people were like your like, heart yeah, vest. Well, you sit- you're saying here it's from the size of a pen to the size yeah. of a walnut. Yeah, but it doesn't matter if if you're more intelligent or not because a vesicle is not like it's like if I was to say oh it's around about apple shaped, well it means it's not going to be basketball to marble size. No, but he says no, but he said it's, it's a vesicular mass from the size masses from the size of a pea of a walnut. So it's like oh. blistery type things. Okay. Blistery type uh, things about that sort of size fell from Should have size. should have read ahead before I was getting pedantic and thinking like, <laughs> well, this At Lobel at Lobel, January the eighteenth, so that's from the the British Association again, eighteen sixty to eighty five. Um objects that fell at Peshwar, India. Pe- Peshawar, not Peshwar. Peshawar. Not Peshwar uh, Inan. Not Peshwar Inan. Oh, Peshwari Nans are my favourite. Well, Mrs. likes a Peshwari Nan. I'm more of a Keemanan fella. Oh, God, um, they're eating it again. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Did you enjoy this thought? Well, are they, Subs- they pulling it in the Peshwari Nan? Well, look, it, it's a substance that looks like crystallised nitre. I don't know what nitre is. It tasted like sugar. Uh, right, so uh, nitre is, is the old term for potassium? Let me think. Is it natrium potassium? Uh, nitre. Yeah, it's like... nitre is is um oh I, f- I think it is you like Google it a bit. E- oh yeah, I, sh- I should. You have a you have a fucking encyclopedia at the end of your fingertips. So well, I don't. Nitre. That's the thing. I know that the search engines aren't aren't good, so, so I'm trying to use salt. my memory. Uh, so it's yeah, like white crystalline semi-transparent salt. So it looks potassium like salt, nitrate, like sugar. So, like, potassium nitrate, then. They just hate that when you put sugar on your chips. Terrible. So, Old Testament scriptures... Not if you're American. No, I mean, the they dip their chips into milkshake. Oh. Savages. <laughs> so, it's some sort of sodium chloride, I think. So, that's salt. That's regular salt. Yeah, but you don't call salt nitre. I mean, it's like... Yeah, but you've got, you got to remember is... this is the olden days, isn't it, where they... You know, yeah, and in the olden days, they referred Charles to it Ford as salt. Was a rich yeah. man. He had good, good education. The only person that was referred to salt as nitre would oh, but, be a twat oh, but, like look, Russell Brand. It's the Brand. olden days, okay? They ate everything that fell from the fucking sky. Just give them a break. <laughs> I've read hell. stuff from the olden days. They refer to salt as salt. <laughs> <laughs> I've read Herodotus for fuck's sake, and he was like, "Oh, well, I'll have some nitre on my chips, please." Uh, Whose love. basement was he found in? Uh, Herodotus. <laughs> Do you, you don't get the joke. You're fucking, you, you, you were too incapacitated for that episode. Well, he's fucking, <laughs> he's fucking throw, he's throwing shade at the fucking at, at the Titanic now. I suppose sometimes deep sea fishes have their nose bumped bumped by cinders. If their regions be subjacent to Cunard or White Star routes, they're especially likely to be bumped. I can see no injury. They're deep sea fishes. What the fuck is he throwing shade at? The, is he throwing shade at the Titanic? He, he's shit. He's shitting on the all the future shark scientists, <laughs> or or the slag of slains. 
Have you ever heard of the slag of slides? Who's she? Um, that it was a furnace product. The Reverend James Rust seems to feel bumped. He tried in vain to arouse inquiry. What the f- This is like half of this little- Is this some like fucking shit that we don't understand where he's just like throwing-, throwing yeah, This guy is the pure memer of his day, right? <laughs> it's just, this is like 4chan, but for like rich fucking American folk. Uh, <laughs> as- as to a report from Chicago, April 9th, 1879, that slag had fallen from the sky, Professor E.S. Bastain, Bastian, sorry, Bastian, American Journal of Science 3878, says that the slag had been on the ground in the first place. <laughs> Hold on a sec. Oh, it was a furnace <laughs> slag. A chemical exam- examination of the specimens has shown that they possess none of the characteristics of true meteorites. So, Hobbit, can you translate that for me to into into like dumb people oh, speak? I was with you a bit. The slag we found, right? So, Professor Bastian explains mechanically on terms of the usual reflex tool reports. Is that that the bit you're on? Yeah, as to a report from Chicago, April 9th, eighteen seventy nine. Uh, 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 no, I think I'm on the different bit here because the end of my paragraph says. Uh, uh, but according to the New York Times, April 14th, 1879, about two bushels of this substance had fallen. No, I think you're way... You're a whole paragraph ahead. Oh, wait, so oh, yes. you're no, no, in... The, the, the smaller pack, the three-line paragraph. The oh, as, as to a report from Chicago, April 9th, 1879, the slag had fallen from the sky. Professor E.S. Bastian, American Journal Science 3-18-78, says... Oh, the, the third month, 18th day, 80s. Well, anyway, the slag had been on the ground in the first place. It was furnace slag. Chemical examination specimens have shown that they possess none of the characteristics of true meteorites. Right, so he's trying to pew pew it away as, oh, it's just furnace slag that someone left here. Yeah. It's not actually from the sky, basically. That's yeah. what he's trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, because he's he's an expert on meteorites. Yeah. Like, yeah that's, this all reminds that's me of, I, I doubt either of you have read the comic of The Tick. But it's quite yeah. funny because he gets hit by a meteorite and he gets someone to to, to check it out and they say say this is just soil from from Utah. <laughs> and that's it. That's that's the bit. Um, over and over and over again. Fucking three overs, Jesus. The usual, the universal delusion, the hope and despair of attempted positivism, that there could be a real criteria or distinct characteristics of anything. If anybody can define, not define, not merely suppose, like Professor Bastian, that he can define the true characteristics of anything. Fucking hell, duh. He's going duh. Professor Bastian's a duh, a duh brain. Or so localised trueness anywhere, he makes the discovery for which the cosmos cosmos is labouring. He will instantly be translated, like Elijah, into the positive absolute. My own notion is that in a moment of super concentration, Elijah became so so nearly a real prophet. Dancing baby, Sony love. Da, 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 da. We're up and running again. Um, all right. Uh, this was... Just in time to hear myself singing in the background. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the reason I was thinking of that song is because of this sentence here. It's like, something that's said to have fallen at Darmstadt, July 17, 846. Yeah. Listed by Greg. 
Just Greg. Just Greg. Just Greg. Just Greg. Uh, yeah. Which is in the British Association, 1876, 416, as Only Slag. Is that um, now called OnlyFans? <laughs> 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 oh, you know, can you imagine I, back in the day? Uh, only Slag. Only Slag. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want to do like a, a bakery, but it only does egg based dishes, and I'm going to name it Only Flans. <laughs> only Flans. Uh, but a softcore magazine. That in 1855, a large stone was found far in the interior of a tree in Battersea Fields. Sometimes cannonballs are found embedded in trees. Doesn't seem to be anything to discuss. Doesn't seem discussable. <laughs> that anyone would cut a hole in a tree, not a camel, what is it going to do, right? It's all going to cover, we're going to put a hole in this tree, right? Right? And then what going to do that, right? It's all going to put a cannonball in there. Oh, it'll be a great head scratcher. And you know what? My great, 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 great grandson, what he's going to do is get some planks, going to go with his mates in the field, three of the morning, right? What he's going to do, he's going to get his planks and his strings, and he's going to go around the field, and he's going to make crop circles, and people will be like, oh, Clever, isn't it? Crop circle, what's that? It's, it's two it's blokes in the plank we don't, a bit that's of why we don't string. Ever, that's why we never do an episode on it, because it's just two blokes in the plank. Yeah, I know. There's there's nothing to, to <laughs> debunk there. It's just yeah. two blokes in the plank, simple as. Yeah. But uh, it, what you may be interested to know about is this is the great-grandfather of the two blokes in the plank. It's like, what he's going to do in, in 1846 is, I'm going to just stick these cannonballs in trees. That'll fuck with their investigations. I don't, I don't think, <laughs> that's not what he's saying, though, is it? He's saying he's, he's being sarcastic, isn't he? Oh. Uh, uh, but so I, what I he's liked... saying he's saying sometimes cannonballs are found embedded in trees and he's going like yeah okay like the cannonballs aren't found embedded in trees someone cut a hole in it and then stuck it stuck, stuck a cannonball in it that's he's been sarcastic sorry well I yeah I know, I know i just i like to weave the story that uh this is the great grandfather of the crop circles man so slag um if anyone doesn't know what slag is so it's a byproduct of smelting And it's also Bianca. Yeah, you slag. <laughs> and uh, criminals in the Sweeney. Shut it, you slag. Shut it, you slag. Uh, so anyway, that's that's slag. Um, so because at the foot of the tree, as if broken off the stone, fragments of slag, slag were found, I have nine other in, other instances. Slag, cinders, slag and cinders and ashes... And you won't believe, neither will I, that they came from the furnaces of vast aerial superconstructions. We'll see what looks acceptable. As to ashes, difficulty. I just love how fucking Saki is, like, throughout the whole thing. It's, it's, like, thing he, isn't it? it's like he's got a real fucking bee in his bonnet and he just wants to get it off the top of it. Like, Charles Fort, you'd, never, you'd have never heard of him if, like, Facebook was a thing back then, would you? Because he'd have just got it all out no. on Facebook, wouldn't he? <laughs> we'll see we'll see what looks acceptable as to ashes are difficult just like it'd just be hounding fucking like the uh the professor brian cox of his day wouldn't he just giving him <laughs> shit on, fa- on facebook back in the day <laughs> slag and cinders and ashes you won't believe and neither will i that they came from the furnaces oh i've done that as to ashes the difficulties are, difficulties are great because we'd expect many falls of terrestrially derived ashes, volcanoes and forest fires. In some of our acceptances, I felt a little radical. I suppose that one of our main motives is to show that there is, in quasi-existence, nothing but the preposterous, 
or something intermediate to absolute preposterousness and final reasonableness that that the new is obviously preposterous that it becomes the established and disguisedly preposterous that it is displaced after a while and is seen again to be the preposterous or that all progress is from the outrageous to the academic or sanctified and back to the outrageous modified however by a trend of higher and higher approximation to the impost imposterous I sometimes I feel a little little more uninspired than at other times, but I think we pre we're pretty well accustomed accustomed to how the oneness of allness, or that the methods of science in maintaining its system, are as outrageous as the attempts of the damned to break in. So at the start, he he qualified the damned, didn't he? Because he oh, fuck, yeah. I can't I can't remember what it was, but he he, he qualified the damned, didn't he? In the annual the things are excluded from like scientific yeah. inquiry just because of the the nature of the yeah. yeah that's what he's talking about he's talking about the damned isn't he in the annual mm. annual record of science 1875-241 professor Dorbury is quoted that ashes had fallen in the azores I've been listening to so much Worski. The Azores. The Azores. <laughs> oh, the Azores are quite fun. They've got um, bioluminescent algae there. So when the waves wash up on the sea, uh, yeah, that but you haven't listened to this yet, Hobbit. Professor Dorbury's quote is that ashes that had fallen in the in the Azores had come from the Chicago fire. <laughs> Hobbit, would you like to comment on that? It's like. Uh, where were the Azores from the from the Chica from Chicago? Uh, quite a long way away. They're they're on the eastern side of the North Atlantic. So the so, so but, uh, which side is Chicago? Is Chicago the, the other Lakes. side? Isn't it? Ch Chicago's in the middle of the North the American. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they flew all over everything. Didn't touch anywhere else, but just dropped in the Azores. Uh, so anyway. you, you know what you should have for dinner? What? You should have something with lots of ginger and chilli in it. Yeah. That'll clear your sinuses well, out. Well, I did have the new super hot um, chipotle. Super hot. And that didn't work. Super hot. Or th it, was, it, was it super hot or was it like a chicken it was like tikka a weird, hot? It was like a weird neon orange colour. That's how hot it was. <laughs> oh. That doesn't sound. Oh no, that that sounds a bit like my uh, hot sauce. I've got some Encona, and that's uh, uh, sort of bright orange. In before you find out that fucking Subway like found that fucking sauce outside the back of their fucking restaurant after it fallen <laughs> from the sky, right? Uh, to be fair, I I had some I had some wings the other night. Went out for barbecue, and I had some wings the other night. Now covered in Frank's hot sauce, which is like a vinegar hot sauce, and that oh blimey. That's like a weird Look. orangey, like quite orange. Like it's like it looks like an almost like fake orangey color. I I used to really like it. Was called uh, Mister Nagger's Hot Pickle, and it was uh, uh, a chili pickle uh, made from uh, Nagger chilies, which are which a derivative of is the Dorset Nagger, which then gave uh, rise to the Ghost Pepper. Which is um, not to be confused a... with the Nagas from face, from uh, South Park. N Nagas from South Park. Yeah, people. Who oh, Nagas. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I'll say Nagas is in like N A G A, the snake demon, also a type of chili. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, I think I think because um, I use that Frank. Uh, Ian, yes, it is a ring stinger. I, I built up my tolerance, so I was able to eat like uh, concentrated ghost chili sauce, and Ooh. couldn't do it without hiccuping, but um, I was able to do it. And then I got through the entire pot of the stuff, and uh, Dave was there at the time, and just growling more. And my friends were like, "Mate, no, you've you've had more than half the pot. You're, there's literally sweat streaming out of your ears. Your your face has gone red. Maybe you've had enough chili." And I was just like, "Yeah, we oh, hurt I want it all. Pot. I want it all. All of it. I want it all." I was just growling more. Oh. Um, I, I was basically, <laughs> I did what uh, Homer Simpson did with uh, the the wax, and then uh, th there has been like a time I had a vindaloo, and I was delirious with pain. It was that spicy, Ooh. and uh, I closed my eyes. You know what? I never have, but if if people, that's the thing you see because like some place I have a vindaloo and just gone. That, that's that's kind of like I've had stews which are spicier than this, <laughs> and then there's like uh, the 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 vindaloo place in uh, I don't want to give away its name. Uh, it's near a military base, yeah. and the vindaloo there is like a proper like uh, I I'm gonna pass out now, close my eyes and have a nap. Well, uh, I think because... I think you want to go. I think you want to go for a gel and content. Then that I think that's how you gauge the because some gel phrases can be insane. Ah, uh, but I like vindaloo. You see, because vindaloo is is creamy, and a lot of like these hot hot ch curries, they're they're kind of dry and they're not very um, moist. So I, uh, vindaloo, I think, is like is really good. And well, apparently it's I know a regional thing. Like the more north you go, the more sauce you get in a curry. Is something I've been really by aficionados of Chinese. Of yeah, but surely, Indian. but surely it's just a case of well, I mean, maybe they're just putting more gravy with their meat. But like, well, these lads surely... I used to know, they were from like, um, oh, what are they fucking like Itching Way, and they like, and they liked their like meat in their China, uh, Indian to to have a lot less sauce on it. So it's like a regional what? thing. They say um, like other 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 Indians seem to have more sauce. I, I can't I can't speak for, for, uh, to that. All I can say is it really should depend on the dish. Some dishes, if it's Ian, like Ian says, Ian says was flooded with hobbits rusty walls. Hey, <laughs> spicy hey. food doesn't give me the shits. It like it doesn't. It's uh, it. it <laughs> Not that I want to be too um, scatological, but it's scatological. Uh, Fuck it. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's um, you, you know. Uh, we what, what, what Should we get to get back to Shell's thoughts though before we end up with fucking two? Girls? It's insoluble fiber versus soluble fiber. There you go. Yeah, Charles Fort and Vindaloo, <laughs> uh, cannonballs, Battersea Fields. Or as we were talking about Vindaloo, or the damned and the saved. There's. <laughs> There's no little. There's no little. There's little to choose between them. And angels are beings that have not obviously lived lived on, but have not of. And angels are beings that have not obviously barbed tails to them, or never have such bad bad manners as to stroke an angel below the waistline. Don't quite know what that line means. No idea. I've got no idea. Um, I think that's like 1820s version of he's a wanker. Maybe. Yeah. I don't 
However, this is special outright was challenged. The editor of the record returns to it in the issue of 1876, considers it in the highest degree improper to say that the ashes of Chicago were landed on the Azores. I bet that's like that's like a fucking major sick burn, isn't it? Like yeah. from the 1800s. Uh, so oh, don't be improper, sir. Don't don't call me. Yeah, see, people people didn't give in to bullshit those days, you know. They fucking. Yeah. Fucking imagine! Imagine if you'd shown them the space, you know, the moon landings back in fucking eighteen seventies. They'd have been like, "Oh, that'd be so improper, sir. That's impossible." Uh, so Why have you got is... tinfoil on that fucking thing? Yeah. <laughs> so this is Bullsock Astro de France twenty two forty five. Don't know what that is. Uh, account of a white substance like ashes that fell on Hanoi, France. March 27th, 1908. <laughs> Simply called a curious phenomenon. No attempt to trace a terrestrial source. Flake formations, which which may signify passage through a region of pressure, are common, but spherical formations, as if of things that have rolled and rolled along planar regions somewhere, somewhere are commoner. Nature, January the 10th, 1884, quotes a Kimberley newspaper. Um... Kimberley. So this must be Kimberley in South Africa, maybe? That towards the close of November 1883, a thick shower of ashy matter fell at Queenstown, South Africa. The matter was in marble-sized balls, which were soft and pulpy, which upon drying crumbled at the touch. The shower was confined to one narrow streak of land. It would, o- it would be only extraordinarily preposterous to attribute this substance to Krakatoa. Uh, where's Krakatoa again? I can't remember. South uh, Africa, right? Krakatoa, yeah. yeah, South Africa. Is it? I thought I it was so, the yeah. Pacific. Yeah, I thought it was as well. Uh, oh wait, okay, yeah, Kra- oh yeah, Krakatoa, yeah, that's right, yeah, it is actually. Yeah. So Think they're saying Kilimanjaro. it went from so Krakatoa. So it's Java, yeah, it's, uh, Indonesia, yeah. Indonesia. He's doing another sick burn, isn't he? Yeah, he's saying that you know. Yeah, so it's he's saying, to think that yeah, you're talking shit, pal. came all um, the way, fucking... But with the fall, loud loud noises were heard, but I'll, I'll admit many notes upon ashes. If ashes should sift sift down upon sea fishes, that is not to say that they came from steamships. <laughs> oh, fucking <laughs> hell. Data and falls of cinders have been especially damned by Mr. Simmons. So... By damned, he means omitted, doesn't he? Yeah, 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 Mr. Simmons, the meteorologist, some of whose investigations we'll investigate later. Nevertheless, notice of a fall in Victoria, Australia, April 14th, 1875. So that's a report from the British Association again, 1875-242. At least we are told in the reluctant way that someone thought he saw matter fall near him at night and the next day found something that looked like cinders. In the proc, proc of the London Roy Sock. Royal Society. Not, yeah, the proc, the proc, I don't know what the proc is. There is an account of cinders that fell on the deck of a light ship, January the 19th, 1873. In the American Journal of Science, 224-449, there is a notice that the editor received a specimen of cinders said to have fallen in showery weather upon a farm near Ottawa. Ill- uh, is that Ottawa, Illinois? Yeah. Yeah. January. Ottawa, Ottawa's Canada, isn't it? Um. It says no, Ill. there may be it another Ottawa. It says Ill, so I've got to assume that's Illinois. 
Jan- yeah. January the 17th, 1857. But after all, ambiguous things they are, cinders or ashes or slag or clinkers, the high priest, how that name, how that names change usage, words change usage, clinkers. <laughs> and the high priest of the accursed that must speak aloud for us is coal that has fallen from the sky. <laughs> or coke. Or oh, coke. Or coke. Uh, the person who thought he saw something like cinders also thought he saw something like coke, we are told. Hobbit, what's the difference between cinders and coke? Right, so cinders are the bits of ash left after your fire. And coke is like uh, you get coal, you cook it, and you end up with this light substance similar to charcoal called coke. Okay. Uh, that fell during a th- thunderstorm in in the uh, how do you pronounce that Hobbit? The Orne, France. Oh, oh, fuck. O R N E. O R N E. Orne. The Orne, France, April twenty fourth, eighteen eighty seven. Or charcoal. Doctor Angus Smith in the lit and Phil. I wish he wouldn't fucking shorten all this shit all the time. In the lit, uh, literary and philosophical something of mass. Manchester Look, ink memoirs. was expensive back then. You yeah. had to shorten words. <laughs> in the lit the and fill sock of Manchester memoirs. That's what it is. Uh, Two nine one four six says that about that about eighteen twenty seven, like a great deal in Lyle's principles and Darwin's origin. This account is from hearsay. Something fell from the sky near Allport, England. It fell luminously. With a loud report, so luminously means there was some light going with it then, isn't there? Or, or it was glowing itself? Right, yeah, luminosity, yeah. With a loud report and scattered in a field, a fragment that was seen by Dr. Smith is described by him as having the appearance of a piece of common wood charcoal. Nevertheless, the, res- the, reassure- the reassured feeling of the faithful upon reading this is burdened with data of differences. The substance was so uncommonly heavy that it seemed as if it had iron in it, and also there was a sprinkling of sulphur. This material is said by Professor Baden-Powell. I didn't know he was a professor. Or was that a different Baden-Powell? It was the same Baden-Powell. Yeah, Yeah, the the no-leg guy. Uh, To be totally unlike that of any other meteorite. Greg in his cat... Fucking Greg again. Greg in his catalogue. It must be something Greg. Greg must be a surname. No, it's only Greg. Yes, just Greg. So good they named him once, like Madonna. (laughs) (laughs) Calls it a more than doubtful substance. But again, against reassurance, that is not doubt of authenticity. Greg says that it is like compact charcoal with principles of sulphur and iron pyrites embedded. How's this for a a theory then, guys? So you've got... um, So you've got... You know how... Um, so this is going back to the unified theory of the paranormal. So you know how right. fairies became demons, or, or demons became fairies, whichever way around it is, which then become at some point aliens, ghosts, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. So what if spaceships were the same? So at this time, people were flying air balloons, uh, trains, whatever. Right. You know, so everything air was trains. running on coal. So what if, like, that theory then feeds into coal dropping from the sky because they think spaceships run on coal because it's because it's because it's in a it, it's 
powered in a way that makes sense to whoever sees yeah. it. So here's an idea, right? Um, yeah. You know, sea coal. Like there's people living on the coast. They'll they'll scoop up sea coal and they'll burn it in their fires. So where is that coal coming from? And I've it never goes heard to of, follow. So what's sea coal? I've never heard of sea coal. So on some coasts, coal washes up onto onto the beach, and you can just rake it up, yeah. take it home with you, and burn it like normal coal. Yeah. So it goes to follow. Like if things like salt water and coal are falling from the sky, is it not coming from the sea? Could be. Could be. Could be. Uh, yeah, yeah it's just I'm dropping in a theory that maybe the, the unified theory of the par paranormal doesn't push you any further than your kind of basic understanding of how things work. Well, the nice thing about doing this show is I, I've now got like a foundation for like saying, well, this, this thing is related to this thing. Yeah. So do you buy into the, uni the unified peer theory that it's all the same thing but presenting in different ways? I buy into Lidl's Woodgate Cider. <laughs> it comes in a plastic bowl, so you know it's good value for money. It's quality. It's quali only quality comes in a plastic bottle, doesn't it? I, I, I tell you what, if if I, I would serve it up to Phil in, in a glass, and he'd be like, oh, this is right middle class it is. I'd be like, oh, well, it's from Aldi, and it's two litres for two pounds. So take that, you snob. So... I'm pretty sure this is a different Baden Powell. I don't think it's the same. He wasn't a professor, was he? Well, let's have a look at who Baden Powell was, and was he a professor? So, Professor Baden Powell, wasn't it? Douglas Baden Powell. Legolas. I have to. I have to write it as a spell. Legolas, wasn't it? So the first thing that comes up is BBC News round Lord Robert Baden Powell. Who was he? Um, if you ever been to Cub Scouts, he was the founder of the Scouting movement, a significant figure UK in the first half of twentieth century. But who was he? Blah blah blah. I'm thinking of Douglas Bader. He was the was it Douglas Bader? Born in 1857, Robert Stevenson Smythe Baden Powell was born in London. Was one of the ten children. So what Baden Powell have we got here? Baden Powell, Professor. Professor Baden Powell. Oh, so it's the one in the same. Is it? Yeah, sounds like it. Oh yeah, I was, th uh, I was thinking of Douglas Bader. <laughs> I was getting my I was getting my bees mixed up. I was thinking Doug Douglas Bader was the um, aircraft guy who had his who lost his legs, weren't he? I'd have to say like the founder of the the scout movement, you know, had legs. I'm I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah, I, I was getting my Douglas Bader and my Baden Powell. Mixed I mean, that that'd be a real fucking kick in the balls, like trying yeah. to get your fucking you know. Did you did your you know, orientation? You know, Baden, Baden Powell was Baden Powell <laughs> was fucking. Baden Powell was fucking based. Hitler put a kill Baden order Powell on is criticised by Baden Powell is criticised by campaigners who have accused him of being racist, expressing hatred towards gay people, and having sympathy for Adolf Hitler and the Nazis. Yeah, but he didn't. Hitler thought he was a spy and put a fucking kill order out on him, didn't he? Well, according to BBC News round CBBC bite size, oh, well, you're wrong in a bigot. Lie to me, would they? Well, the BBC said that he sympathised with Adolf Hitler, simple as. So, so I disavow. So, 
anyway, uh, back back to this. Reassurance rises again. Professor Baden-Powell says it contains also charcoal, which might perhaps be acquired from matter among which it fell. This is a common reflex with the exclusionists. The substance, not truly meteoric, did not fall from the sky, but were picked up by truly meteoric things. Of course, only on their surfaces by impact with this earth. There you go, another dab there. Rhythms yeah. of reassurances and their declines. According to Dr. Smith, this substance was not merely coated with charcoal. His analysis gives 43.59% carbon. Our acceptance that coal has fallen from the sky will be via data of resinous substances and bituminous substances which merge so they cannot be told apart. A resinous... Is, bitch, is bitumen a naturally occurring substance or is it some sort of chemical? Yeah, yeah bitumen, um, it's like uh, crude crude oil. It's really t- thick and tarry. Ah, right, yeah, yeah. Tar pits are bitumen. Oh, oh just bitumen's, bitumen's what they used to do the roads with when I was a kid. I used to love that smell. We were talking about that the other day, weren't we? Bit... Oh, and that's the bit where you're just like, why are you going on this tangent about Flintstone's chewy vitamins? Yeah. And... <laughs> And you eventually, you know, unlike Brutus, you let me get my point. It's like, because they tasted like tarmac. (laughs) (laughs) Which, uh, so, uh, which merged, they cannot be told apart. Resinous substance said to have been, said to have fallen at Cabba, Hungary, April the 15th, 1887. So that's from the report of the British Association, 1860-94. A resinous substance that fell after a fireball New House Bohemia. So where's where's Bohemia? Germany, is it? Well, that that's like Germany, Czechoslovakia, and Poland. The Bohemia region sort of covers uh, the borders of those places. Ah, right, okay. So oh, I this... know we're supposed to call it Czechia these days, but I I, I can't be asked. It will yeah. always be Czechoslovakia to me. Uh, it's December... Yugoslavia. December the seventeenth, eighteen twenty-four. Uh, that's a report from the British Association, 1860-70. Fall, July, so that's, so that's autumn, July, t- no, fall, July 28th, 1885. That's not autumn, that's a fall. At Luchon, any idea where Luchon is, Hobbit? Search me, mate. Sounds like France, doesn't it? During a storm of a brownish substance, very friable, carbonaceous matter. Do you know what? What the fuck is carbonaceous matter? When burned, yeah, it's coal. So not only do they put it in water, Hobbit. It, when it when burned, it gave out a resinous odor. Well, uh, right. So in other words, it's it's charcoal from pine trees, and then when you burn this sappy uh, charcoal, it smells like pine. So yeah. this carboniferous uh, material just means what? So it's material containing carbon. Yeah. I mean, I could hold up a potato and say, oh, yes, this is carboniferous, carboniferous. material. Carbonaceous. Carbonaceous. Oh, he's not talking about fizzy water now, is he? Because that's <laughs> carbonated. <laughs> Carbonaceous, dude. Uh, isn't that what Michelangelo used to say? In the- Radical. It's carbonaceous, dude. Uh, substance that fell February 17th, 18th, 19th, 1841 at Genoa, Italy. So nice to have a country at last. It's said to have been resinous, by said by Arago, uh, to have been bitumous matter and sand. 
it's this fucking weird shit that's falling from the sky. It's like, why don't we get that anymore, or do we not get it reported anymore? Have I just blown everybody's oh. mind with that comment? Yeah. Uh, it, not just that, but Alphabet Cat has found a data in Picard song, and he's wrong. It's not what I was thinking of. So I need to find him the right one now. Ah, I found it. And it's only 16 years old. Used in making... Old. That's what's used in making tarbuck, bitumen, I think. Bitumen, gravel, browned up glass, <laughs> missing children. Uh, fall during a thunderstorm, July 1681 near Cape Cod, upon the deck of an English vessel, the Albemarle, uh, of burning bituous, bituminous matter, Eden Neufilger, I don't know what that is, it's 2686, a fall at Christiana, Norway, uh, June 13th, 1822, of bituminous matter, listed by Greg as doubtful, fall of bituminous matter. In Germany, March, 18th, March 8th, 1798, by Greg Lockyer. Oh, Greg's back. Uh, the Meteoric Hypothesis, page 24, says the substance that fell at the Cape of Good Hope in October 13th, 1838. Hey, hey, what's your on about Greg? Yeah. So, um, you know how you really like Noel Fielding and his creative efforts? You mean you mean the man with Kim, Jimmy Savile karma? So, uh, have you ever seen the character Ard Greg? He likes his Baileys. Bring no. me Baileys. Is that mm, one of his? Ard Greg. Yeah. <laughs> You'd really like that character. <laughs> Why don't you like me? Five cubic feet. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, it's a big five cubic feet of it. That's a fair old chunk, isn't it? Now, five cubic feet of it, a substance so soft that it was cuttable with a knife. After being experimented upon, it left a residue which gave out a very bituminous smell. <laughs> they didn't have many like descript descriptions for things, did they? Oh, I'm surprised they didn't eat it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, hell. just chuck it in the fucking teapot. <laughs> <laughs> so how do they know whether to eat it or not? If it smells a bitumen, then you don't eat well, it. Well, if it's in India, if it falls in India, it's more most likely they're going to yeah, eat it. Yeah, just chuck it in there, it'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. And this inclusion of Lockyer's, so far as findable in all books that I've read, is in books about as close as we can get to a desideratum? I don't know. Don't know. That coal has fallen from the sky. Farrington, except with a brief mention, ignores the whole subject of the fall of carbonaceous matter from the sky. Proctor, in all of his books that I have read, is in books about as close as we can get to the admission that carbonaceous matter has been found in meteorites in every minute in very minute quantities or my own suspicions that it that it's possible to damn something else only by losing one's own soul quasi soul of course hobbit can you take over mate I bet you know. uh i may be able to as soon as i type in quasi yeah hey uh whilst we're on the subject i didn't look it up Guys, uh, what's the etymology for the word galaxy? Because doesn't it sound a bit Galaxies. weird to you? No, the etymology of galaxy. What? Uh, what? what why? Axi. Yeah. What? What's? What's a galaxy? Why? Why do we call it that? Well, I'll be back in a second. Uh, yeah. So, crazy soul, of course, and I've lost my mouse cursor. There it is. 
Uh, Scientific American 35120 that the substance that fell at the Cape of Good Hope resembled a piece of anthracite coal more than anything else. It's a mistake, I think. The resemblance is to bituminous coal, but it's from the periodicals that we must get our dator. Oh no, how do the Australians pronounce that word? Yeah, I, I, I got a good plan with my, my mobile. I got I got I got some I got some free data on my phone. Yeah. Data. <laughs> da, data. Oh, my favourite character from TNG's uh, Lieutenant Data. <laughs> uh where are we oh yeah, Data. To the writers of books upon meteorites, it would be as wicked, by which we mean departure from the characters of an established species, quasi-established, of course, to say that coal has fallen from the sky, as would be to something in a barnyard. A temptation that did climb a tree and catch a bird. Domestic things in a barnyard, and how wild things from forests outside seem to them. Or the homeopathist, but we shall shovel data of coal. Sorry, we shall shovel data of coal. Uh, if over and over, we shall learn of masses of what, soft what do you coal. Think of hobbits, all this coal falling out of the sky in the back in the day. I, I just want to read the next paragraph okay, because I think it's got some the word data in it. Yeah. And if over and over, we shall learn of masses of soft coal have fallen upon this earth. In no instance has been asserted that the masses did not fall, but were upon the ground in the first place. If we have many Hobbit, instances, did you read this dimensionals thing? It's related uh, to I... the prefix galacto, meaning, meaning milk, as in the Milky Way. Galaxius Kilkios is. Galaxias Kikios. I knew it was a, a Greek word, but so Galaxias. So what's what's the word for milk? Is it Galaxus? Oh, when they say the Andromeda Galaxy, they mean the Andromeda Milky Way. The Andromeda, right? the Andromeda Milkies. Yeah. So is that why Milky Way is <laughs> is called the Milky Way because it's got the pictures of stars on it and well, it well, has actually, uh, it has actually, Ursula, the big bear, like... and the big Milkies. It's just like the sun. It's called the sun. It's just Milky's. That's the name of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just like a rhinoceros. It just looks like a rhinoceros, doesn't it? Like no other star is called the sun, right? It's just no other moon's called the moon. Yeah. The sun and the moon are kind of prominent in the sky, though. So no, I suppose moon, there's moon, an... no moon's different. Yeah. The moon. No, it's yeah, the moon. moons. There's a lot of moon. moons, aren't there? Like moon. reduced, the moon. but you don't hear of any moon. other suns, do you? Well, apart from uh, the black sun, and yeah, it's uh, like the Earth. What, what, what is it? We called it the Earth, but to someone else, it'd be. So Greeks have a myth about milk across right? the sky. Whatever, you know, I believe there's a lot of non-Greeks who have fancies about spraying milk across the sky. <laughs> oh, no. Have a go on their Milky Way, you see. Oh. Um, tits. Do you remember when we had magazines with beautiful women in it and they'd get their kit off? <laughs> Do you remember when the sun had topless women on page yeah. three? Do you remember when the world was full of cheering and good humour and it wasn't yeah. full of like... Uh, yeah, and capitalism uh, was great and fucking yeah. they made fucking... 
Doritos 3D, you know? Fucking. Do you remember when you could go out and buy a car and it wasn't just a larder, or if you were really in the party, a Volga? A Volga? Do you remember oh, when Skodas were good? Oh, wait. I actually no, like Volgas. Hey, I, I think some Skodas are all right. They're basically like a Passat, but with a different badge on it. <laughs> you know, if you want a boring car, the Volkswagen Passat is a nice, boring car. Oh, are you talking about the old Passat or the new Passat? I haven't seen any of the new Passats. Oh, right, uh, did you know that Volkswagen made a really top-of-the-range luxury car called the Phaeton, and it looks like a Volkswagen Passat? Imagine, like, you're driving around in the Rolls-Royce, but when people look at it, they just think, like, it's a, oh, I don't know, like a Ford Mondeo or something. <laughs> like, oh, that's a nice Ford Mondeo you got. Oh, actually, it's a Rolls-Royce. That wouldn't do too well for the marketing, would it? It's like, it, it's a Rolls-Royce, honest. Okay. Uh, anyway, where uh, were we? Uh, <laughs> oh, well, we were talking about cars. No. <laughs> oh, that's it. Tits. Yeah, we were talking yeah. about tits. Milkers. Why were we talking about Milkers, tits? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Milky Way. That's it. <laughs> it says, who remembers things from the past? <laughs> I, I remember things from the past. Who remembers things from the past? I remember things. Hey, do yeah. you remember when you could smoke in pubs? Do you remember the member? Oh, I remember, remember that, yeah. You remember, Holy shit. You remember. Yeah, the smoking oh. section. Yeah. Do you remember, you remember when there was the hovercraft? Oh, yeah, I remember the hovercraft. Do you remember? Oh, do you remember? when there was? Do you remember the Concord? Do you remember remember the Concord? I remember the Hong Kong. Oh, yeah, it was so good, the Hong Kong. Do you remember, like, CD players? Holy shit. Oh, what do you mean do I remember CD minutes. players? I got hey. CD... I have a CD player in my do you car. Remember the do you remember Charles Fort's Book of the Damned, Hobbit? Do you remember that? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> do you remember Charles Fort's Book of the Damned? Was there, like, a Book of the Damned, but the 3D Viewmaster version, so I could have, like, some nice I've pictures? Got the pop -up, I've got the pop-up book of the, uh, the the Black Hole. Are we <laughs> all pretending to be Claire Core now? Yes. Okay, so... What do you some... think, Matthew? I think you should say something to Sooty. Okay, Stephen J. James, let's talk more about Seacole and how it works in secular Quranism. Mm, yes. Seacole. Anyway, so, so you were saying about. Did you finish about Seacole or not? Yeah, we, we did. It, the last bit, bit was homeopathy. Yeah. No, actually, I got halfway through this long paragraph before somebody told me about galaxies meeting milky tits and thinking about like <laughs> Patreon. Sure that's not quite what they said. But <laughs> no, no, but it was in the chat. Someone told me what uh, the galaxy. Well, so Hobbit, what is your theory? Where is this fucking coal coming from? It's from the There's sea. Fucking tons of it falling down out of the fucking sky. Like, where's it it's, coming from? It's getting spat out of the sea into the sky. Is this, Simple is, as. Are, are you telling us oh. that, that, that mines are some sort of money laundering front, and then coal actually comes from the sky? Well, there's certainly some coal that comes from the sea, and a lesser extent from the sky. And Alphabet Cat's right. John Barry's music to the black hole is great. Really good. What? What if stars aren't stars, but like mini coal power plants, and they just excrete 
Cold. Is that why the space smells all sulfurous because yeah. they're burning the coal? Of stars. Yeah. It's not. It's not like you know hydrogen being turned into you know helium. So it's it's actually coal fusion. that's being burned. It's, it's coal. Yeah, it's been coal, but it's been burnt in the sun. Ah, uh, right. But also, yes, and that's why the stars aren't very bright because those uh-huh. fires are far away. But our sun, I did don't you know, think did it's you know, a coal fire. Did you know Mrs. Hemi wanted a uh, a fur jacket, a fur coat for her birthday, so I got her a donkey jacket. Get, get yourself a fur coat you've pulled. All fur coat, said, no knickers. She said, can I have something with diamonds in it, so I got her a pack of cards. <laughs> when she said, could I have some flowers, did you give her two bags of flour? <laughs> I said, I said, your cheeks are like petals, bicycle petals. Uh, <laughs> I just not follow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> alphabet your cat. cheeks alphabet. your cheeks are like peaches football peaches <laughs> alphabet cat says isn't space amazing, space, is amazing. space right it's got lots of coal in it and there's balloons and we pretend they're satellites oh but that was in the news recently and and <laughs> you've got stars Oh, I, I was supposed to, I was supposed to get sponsorship from our Chinese overlord. I'm supposed to supposed to yeah, uh, money, I'm yeah. supposed to like uh, land land this lucrative uh, Huawei deal <laughs> Hobbit, if you start talking about balloons. Hey, brought brought to you by uh, Tencent Mobile. <laughs> I don't think Tencent do mobiles. Tencent. Do they? I don't know what they do. Tencent Mobile. You're, I know what they don't do game. anymore. Nice no, Blizzard, but uh, yeah. who was Shunter and Tappers? Shunter and Tappers are at it again, apparently. All right. Okay. Are we continue. Um, oh, are you going to read anyway, the rest? <laughs> as if over and over, we shall learn of masses of soft coal that have fallen upon this earth. What soft? Have you ever had soft coal, Hobbit? <laughs> or was that only when you it had just... too many beers? Uh, if in no inc- instance it has been assert- has it been asserted that the masses did not fall, but were upon the ground in the first place, as if we have many instances, this time we turn down good and hard the mechanical refre- reflex mm. that these masses were carried from one place to another in whirlwinds, because we find it too difficult to accept that the whirlwinds would- could so select or so specialise in a peculiar substance. Robert, Fraser, you still there? Yeah, mate. Yes, mate. What's going on? Uh, I'm scratching my nose and it's really itchy. Can you hear us? Uh, I'm get, can I'm you hear me like... now, Amy? No, I can... can you hear me? I can hear you now. Um, my... Are um, we live? My headphone popped out a little bit. Are we live? Are you sure we're live? My headphone live popped check. out a little bit. I can hear you now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so anyway... Uh, th- these masses were carried from one place to another in whirlwinds because we find it too, too difficult to accept that whirlwinds could say... This is the thing. It's like, oh, yeah, it was a Fata Morgana whirlwind that dropped all these bits of coal in one place. <laughs> but so how do the fucking whirlwinds go, I love you, not you, I love you, not you? But like, like they Magnetism. throw down one type of thing. How do they, they work? I can yeah, well believe whirlwinds will just be selective. Like, okay, today yeah. it's going to be raining frogs, tomorrow hail, <laughs> next day maybe sandstone. <laughs> it's in the same yeah. way, like, how is it when I've got cables in my drawers, they tie themselves up into knots? You're telling me there's not, like, some little gnome that goes in there and just, like, 
dee 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 why a gnome is we you tie them up into knots and now they're all tangled tee hee hee because that's what the, it's the why gnomes yeah the whirlwind gnomes yeah the whirlwind yeah. gnomes so, so what actually you, do you, know, that... do you think they do you think they sing rock you like a hurricane as they're doing their job yeah. it's it's Take like that thing when the atheists sort of fantasize about Oh, well, a whirlwind will just go through a scrapyard and it will build itself a 747. It's like, actually, yeah, a whirlwind will if it wants to build a 747. <laughs> it will just, like, all the pits will it, blow together. Are we, saying, like, are we saying if we had an, in, an infinite number of worlds with an infinite number of whirlwinds, one of them will put together a 747? Yeah, if it wants to. I, I'm, t- I'm telling you now, if a whirlwind wants to assemble a Rolex watch, it will. <laughs> So this this is the next What time episode. is it? Hailstone time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do when an army of whirlwinds throw hailstones at you? <laughs> Brother. Uh, among writers of books, the only one I know of who makes more than a brief mention is Sir Robert Ball. He represents a still more antique orthodoxy. Oh, fucking hell, he don't like Sir oh, Robert God. Ball, does he? He's going to get some now. Oh, he's antique, mate. He's yeah. fucking old school, yeah. isn't he? He doesn't like that. He just called him a boomer. He's a boomer. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this boomer. <laughs> Look at this boomer, Sir Robert Ball. Or is an exclusionist of the old type still holding, a gal- holding out against even meteorites? I mean, this bloke's such a boomer, he don't even believe in meteorites. <laughs> He's, he cites several falls of carbonaceous matter, but with disregards that make for reasonableness that earthly matter may have been caught up by whirlwinds and flung down somewhere else. If he had been, if he had, if he had given a full list, he would be called upon to explain that the special affinity of whirlwinds for a special kind of coal. He does not give a full list. We shall have have all that's findable and we shall see see that against this disease we're writing, fucking hell, the homeopathist's prescription availeth not. Another exclusionist was Professor Lawrence Smith. His psychotropism, fucking, that's like <laughs> big shade, that is in it, psychotropism. Was to respond to all reports of carbonaceous matter falling from the sky, by saying that this damned matter matter had been deposited upon things of the chosen by impact with the earth. Most of our most of our data antedate him, or were or were contemporaneous with him, or were accessible to him as to us. In his attempt, in his attempt to positivism, positivism. It is simply a beautiful view to say Charles Sports. It fucking is. Beautifully disregarded that according according to Berthelo, Berzelus, Berzelius, and Close Berzum, yeah, that's a good you've band. Heard, you've heard any of these people, have you? WWE yes. Berzelus. Berzum, yeah. Berzelus. <laughs> I'm Berzelus. Here Coal fire fall. raining from sky. <laughs> <laughs> And others, these masses... Seacoles washing up on the shores of hell. Berzelus, Close and Waller. That sounds like a lineup for uh, Monsters of Rock, doesn't it? Bert and Uh, Ernie. (laughs) Others, Others, these masses are not merely coated with carbonaceous matter, but are carbonaceous throughout, or are permeated throughout. How could anyone so resolutely and dogmatically and beautifully and blindly... 
hold out would puzzle us not if not for our acceptance that only to think that is to exclude and include and exclude some things that have as much right to come in as have the include fucking hell this reads like stereo instructions doesn't it <laughs> as i've included that to have an opinion upon any subject is to oh, be yeah. a lawrence a lawrence smith because there is no definite subject fucking lawrence do you know smith. do you know why things were built to last in the old days it's because fucking like ikea was so hard to understand to put yeah. it together Fucking, of course they made it last fucking forever. They didn't have to make another fucking one. Maybe they? They, they built things that <laughs> that lasted because they were like they they were forward thinking people who 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 saw a future for themselves, not yeah. just like yeah, make it last twenty years and then some other firm can bid for the lowest contract. Yeah. Uh, so no, what do we think? No, to... The instructions was too hard, mate. So he's obviously <laughs> throwing a bit, throwing a bit of shade here. Um, so. This is, like, do you guys have any, have any opinion as to what this shit is that's falling from the sky in the 18 and Sea coal. He's not throwing shade, he's throwing sea coal. Throwing sea coal at people. Yeah. I, 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 I reckon it's... I mean, again, like I say, it's around that time, isn't it? That That's the time when time got spoopy. Um, it definitely feels like it's connected to uh, weather events and certain certain things, you know, aftermath of a certain uh, event, should we say, in the 1812, uh, maybe? So um, uh, so you're talking about the uh, laser beams, freaking when, laser when, beams. Yeah, when oh, yeah. fucking stones the started Jewish melting everywhere. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that, yeah. I, it, uh, it, no, it might be Jewish a space lasers is an inter-Semitic canard. <laughs> Either that, or, or space is literally like sulfur. I mean, what other, what, you know, it's not. What if, what if, Fraser, the Jewish base lasers weren't beaming down, but beaming up and they were knocking off chunks, knocking off chunks of ah. firmament, firmament? Well, that's another, you know, postulation. It could be part of the firmament, yeah. Yeah. But what, could be but what the fuck was happening in the right? 1800s where the, where the firmament was getting battered to fuck? Hmm. Hobbit thoughts? Uh, I really like Woodgate uh, cider from Lidl. <laughs> two pounds for two litres. It's in a plastic bottle so that seafoam can't penetrate it. <laughs> seafoam? <laughs> sea foam. Sea, oh, not seafoam, sorry. Uh, sea coal. Sea I was thinking of... Um, sea very sea coal. You, you can get these pipes called meerschaum uh, pipes, and the idea is that the more you smoke with them, the more the tobacco like infuses into the porous structure. And I was like, what how's Mersham? And it's like, uh, yeah, that's German for seafoam. 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 It's a porous uh, uh, thing. Remember, um, people, buy seafoam. Buy seafoam. Uh, Dr. Walt, Dr. Walter Flight from Eclectic Magazine, 8971. That sounds mint, that magazine does. Would you buy Eclectic Magazine, Hobbit? I think it's just the Eclectic It sounds like magazine. a fun magazine. Fraser, would you buy an eclectic magazine? Oh, not if it's people that wear like um, like really thick framed glasses and have beards and talk about beard pomade and like oh, I'm eclectic. I listen to Jesus and Mary Chain. No, I think it'd be just like quite fun. I think it'd be like nuts. You'd get a pair of tits in there, bit of science. Oh, like uh, Bizarre Magazine then. Yeah. 
Well, it'd be not. It'd be a bit more wholesome than that, obviously, because it's a collective. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bizarre. Was a bit cutting their face off and feed it to their dog because they're on LSD. Or or the woman that uh, really enjoys eating live bugs. Yeah. Or that was or those, a... or those Japanese oh. ladies that enjoy doing weird things with squids and sea foam, sea coal. Seacole. Ends up a bit of sea foam anyway. Uh, anyway, I mean, Don... go on then, Fraser. No, I was about to say, I mean, you know, why not? You're eating the stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Just have a... You remember, 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 if anything falls from the sky and looks a bit weird, chuck it in your dinner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what's Look. the next logical step? Oh, let's try and have sex with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, Dr. Walter Flight from Eclectic Magazine, 1871, says of the substance that fell near Allais, France in March 15th, 1806, that it emits a faint bituminous substance. It's <laughs> just <laughs> fucking hell. Bituminous. <laughs> just they're fucking hooked on it, aren't they? It's like, oh, fuck, it looks bituminous. Is it like fucking swamp gas over vino? Oh, that's bituminous, that is. Do you think none of these people know basically that that meant? smell that smells like fucking ass? Basically, yeah. they just want to replace that. That smells like shit. It smells like menthol ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so anyway, it's emits a faint bituminous substance when heated. I mean, they don't know what the fuck the gas is coming off of this thing, and they just go, "Oh fuck it, let's get a flame on it." Let's just get a flame on it. See what it smells like. Oh dear! Don't, wouldn't you love? Wouldn't you love to be like, been just like on the on the leading leading edge of science back in the? Oh, what are we gonna do? Yeah, we'll, we'll burn it'd be it. Great. We'll burn Scientists it. Scientists back in the day, they just fucking ate everything, didn't we'll, they? So we'll like... burn it. We'll burn it. Chuck a bit in a sandwich. You know. <laughs> this new sample of anthrax. Oh, stick shit. Stick it in the crock pot. Let's yeah. try it. <laughs> Uh, to, uh, uh, when heated, according so it, it emits a. Now you know why of... life expectancy was like twenty five years of age. Yeah, because they were just eating <laughs> shit that fell out the sky. It's just, <laughs> at least NASA fed it to cockroaches first. <laughs> emits a faint bituminous <laughs> substance when heated, according to the observations of Berglius and a commission appointed by the French Academy. This time, we have not the reluctances expect, expect, expressed in such words as like and resembling. We are told that this substance is an earthly kind of coal. I mean, there's there's nothing there's nothing in, like, galactic law that says that, you know, all everything in, everything in the Earth has to be a substance. You know, everything from outer space has to be a substance that doesn't exist. No, yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you could literally have a meteorite that falls down and it's just like a bit of coal or something. <laughs> I mean, that is yeah. Hobbit. Do you agree? Uh, I, I'm infuriated by, by a headline, so I, I'm sorry, um, but it was infuriating me. And thus, I just heard noise in the background. I'm very good at this uh, co-hosting lark. Okay. You, I, I told you about sea coal. It, I, no, I, t- I told you about sea coal and the sandstones. We, we did a. I just somebody was saying you can't burn sea coal in in the stoves, and then what will alt-right chuds burn then? Because you know the <laughs> ban on on stoves burn solid yeah, fuel. It's like 
you and you and SJJ are gonna have to go around the local streets finding bits of coal that have fell out of the sky, aren't you? Uh, yeah. And uh, if anybody in the council wonders where my comes from, look, it comes from the sky. Yeah. At one point, it was in the sky and it rained down into my coal bunker. So go fuck yourself. Uh, so as to as to minute quantities, we are told that the substance that fell on the Cape of Good Hope has in it a little more than a quarter of organic matter. What's <laughs> he saying? There's a quarter in there, Hobbit. Which in alcohol gives the familiar reaction of yellow resinous matter. So so what gives out yellow resinous matter when you put it in alcohol, Hobbit? You put a resin in alcohol. Um, if it's if it's alcohol, if it if it dissolves in alcohol, then you end up with some watery substance. Uh, yeah. Tree sap, I think, will dissolve in alcohol. Okay. Well, I'm, I imagine this is how they make uh, paints. And who's, such, bunging, but... who's bunging coal and trees into the air? Then? The whirlwind. Yeah. The whirlwind's not interested in making 747s and stuff. He just wants to put trees and coal in the air. Yeah. Uh, right, fucking hell, there's loads left in there. Oh, we're nearly at seven. We'll just do this chapter and then it'll be seven next time. Um, carbonaceous matter that fell in 1840 in Tennessee. Tennessee... Cranbourne, Australia, 18... Oh, carbonaceous matter that fell in 1840 in Tennessee... And also in Cranbourne, Australia, it's really it, like obviously it's, it's adjoining, that, adjoining words aren't. It's that state near yeah. Arkansas. 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 Uh, yeah, it's Mont- like RNHS. Montau- is it Montauban in France? A bit. Mon. Yeah, Montauban. Montauban, uh, France, May eight, May fourteenth, eighteen sixty-four. Twenty masses, some of them of large as large as a human head. Of a substance that resembled a dull-coloured earthy earthy lignite. What the fucking hell is a lignite? Lignite's a type of coal. It's peat, which has been a bit more compressed. Okay, and obviously in Golpara, India, about eighteen sixty-seven, about eight percent of hydrocarbon. Is that usual? Unusual, Hobbit? Oh, um, what? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm thinking or, what about Prime and Race and ice cream. Ornans, France, uh, July 11th, 1868. Substance with an organic combustible ingredient. Uh, Hessel Switch. That, that's, that's really badly written, that is. It doesn't really tell you what <laughs> fell where. It does. It does. But it says it all. It, it, all of this stuff is related to the carbonist matter. Yeah. And some uh, of it burns with a, like, you know. So, from knowledge, 4-134, that according to Monsieur Debris, uh, the substance that had fallen in the Argentine Republic resembled certain kinds of lignite and boghead coal. What's boghead coal, Hubbard? It's like, so when King Cobra JFS has this (laughs) black substance in his chair, that's known as bognite. It's a flammable substance which is very sulfurous when burned. Oh, okay. That's what's up. So you think boghead coal's the same then? Oh, oh yeah. Well, yeah, the, the the chemical name for it is uh, bognite. In Comte's, Comte's Rendus, 
excellent French there, Hobbit. And ninety six one seven six four. I thought you were a native. He said that this mass fell June thirtieth, eighteen eighty, in the province Entre Rios, Argentina. That is like brown coal. That it resembles the other carbonaceous masses that have fallen from the sky. Uh, something that fell at Grazac, France, when burned, it gave out a bitumous odor. Odor. The old bitumous smells back. Uh, carbonaceous substance that fell at Raj- Rajpunta, India, January the twenty second, nineteen eleven. Very friable. Fifty percent is soluble in water. The Indians love throwing it in water, don't they? Yeah. Like we're like get the flamethrower, and they're like, yeah, let's like, chuck it in the water. Nah. <laughs> let's chuck it in the Ganges. <laughs> What's going to happen? It didn't work. That's what they like do with the Ganges. It's just like, oh, let's add some more pollution to this river. Yeah, can we say throw some more corpses in there? It's all right. It's all right. The Hindu cannibals downstream will eat it. We'll, we'll just did chuck have, in some radioactive. Did, did you ever read about that sect, Hobbit? There's the Hindu sect that that eat bodies that they find in the. Uh, oh no! Yeah, yeah. it's oh. like, oh look, there, there's a bloated corpse covered in shit. Let's just pull that out and eat it. Oh, oh, it's really good. I mean, it's already got curry spices in the corpse. You don't even need to season it. Fermented, yeah, fucking hell. Mm. Oh no, that is where you'll get your chicken tikka masala. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, a combustible carbonaceous substance that fell with sand at Naples, March 14th, 1818. Uh, June 9th, 1889, a very friable substance of a deep greenish black fell at Mighai, Russia. It contained 5% organic matter, which when powdered and digested in alcohol, did I mean actually digested in alcohol? <laughs> just like you know, instead of instead of buffalo grass at the bottom, it had fucking yeah. uh, something <laughs> fell out of the sky in there. <laughs> Yielded after evaporation, bright yellow resin in this mass was two percent of an unknown mineral. Ooh. Cinders and ashes and slag and coke and charcoal and coal, and the things that sometimes deep sea fishes are bumped by. He loves this fucking bumping shit, doesn't he? Reluctances and disguises or covered retreats of words as such words as like and resemble or that, or that conditions of intermediateness forbid abrupt transitions but that the, but that the spirit animating all intermediateness is to achieve abrupt transitions because if anything could finally break away from its origin and environment that would be a real thing something not merging away indistinguishably with the surrounding. So all attempt to be original, all attempt to invent something that is more that is mere extension or modification of the pre- preceding is positivism. Or that one could one could conceive of a device to catch flies positively different from or unrelated to all other devices or he'd, he'd be up he'd shoot to heaven or the positive absolute leaving behind such an incandescent train that in one age would be said that he'd gone aloft in fiery chariot, and in another age they'd been struck by lightning. Um, he's kind of right, though, isn't he? Yeah. It's like if you deviate too far from orthodoxy, mm-hmm. you get fucking pilloried, pilloried, yep. ignored, or just generally destroyed, don't you? Yes, indeed. Yeah. I'm collecting. Yeah. Hobbit. Hmm? Were you going to say something? I was yawning. Oh, right, okay. 
I'm collecting. <laughs> what do you, what, do you, what do, you, do you think he's right? You know, you go uh, uh, go too far away from what you're supposed to say, and you get done, don't you? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's like the old adage: the 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 sea coal that sticks up gets raked. Yep. You know, the nail that sticks up gets knocked down. I'm collecting notes upon persons supposed to have been struck by lightning. I think that a high approximation to positivism has often been achieved. Instantaneous translation. Residue of negative is left behind, looking much like a vex of a stroke of lightning. Someday I shall tell the story of the Marie Celeste properly, as the Scientific American supplement would say. Mysterious disappearance of a sea captain, his family and the crew. Fucking hell, he's just throwing shade all over the place, isn't he? <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, I just think there's too much. Do, do we want to do? Do we want to break Fucking from this and do Christ. some? Christ! Yeah. There's too much uh, to, I'm, to the end of this. My my, my head's spinning, so yeah, I'm, I'm ready to like uh, shut it down. Do you want to do some unexplained histories quick then? Uh, yeah. All right. So here's an unexplained history. Yeah. How can Lidl not sponsor? Do a bowl, but you know you're welcome to reach out to us. Okay. Of cider in its premium quality, so you get in the in in the plastic thing, so you know you're not going to end up breaking it. Yeah, and it's only two pounds for two liters, and it's it's that good. How does that work? Now well, there's a mystery. How about this one then? Artist trains. There's an unexplained mystery. An artist trains a monkey to give him a permanent tattoo with a needle gun. <laughs> What could go wrong? <laughs> what could, could go, go wrong? wrong? Nothing. <laughs> uh, artist and in, 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 oh, influencer. What does that even mean? Oh, no. Funky Matas is his name. However, decided to throw caution <laughs> to the wind and allow a literal monkey to take possession of a tattoo gun and ink a design on his knee. Surely he'd need an infinite amount of monkeys to, do, to get the right tattoo, wouldn't he? Uh, no, it's only like what the in, monkey wants to do. That's we, we, an we, infinite we, number of whirl, whirlwinds will make a seven four seven with a Rolex inside it. <laughs> <laughs> he had to, he had to fly to Mexico to find both a suitable animal and a tattoo shop crazy enough to let him do it. <laughs> after after training know. the monkey for two hours and provided it. With a sufficient amount of treats, the oblivious primate took the needle gun and got to work. The resulting tattoo was less of a design and more of a mess of scribbles and lines. Exactly like we fucking thought it was going to be. I just like, you know how like monkeys like to smash rocks against things? I just can imagine like, you know, with his monkey strength, like smashing the needle gun into his chest over and over again. <laughs> I just like just, sort just of shrieking, sm- or just smashing it into his bollocks or something. That that would have been better. Smashing it into his bollocks and then throwing shit into the wounds, <laughs> and then masturbating over his corpse. Oh. and then just sort of jumping up and down and uh, eating a banana because that's what monkeys like to do, right? Hobbit, Hobbit, you you skeptic. Did you know? Did you know today marks fifty two years since Apollo fourteen landed on the moon? You know, and it absolutely did. Oh, citation, where's your source? Do you, do you have a single NASA, factor back on this claim? Ah, yes. The, Alan um... Shepard even played golf on the moon, Hobbit. You fucking doubting Thomas, you. 
Well, it must be true because they set up Tranquility Lodge on, on it. It's like, okay, so what's the first act we're going to do now we've landed on another uh, planet? I know, set up a Masonic Lodge. R- right. Um, do you want to collect some rock samples? Oh, yeah, I suppose we ought to do that too. But first of all, you know, Tranquility Lodge, there oh, it is. Shit. How about this then, Hobbit? It took him three swings to send the first ball around 24 yards. Surely, surely, moon gravity it'd be less, more, it's like no, quarter more, of the Earth. It? It's less gravity. You'd be well, able to we get know a that bit further, wouldn't you? We yeah. we know this is definitely true, and there's no air resistance as well because Stanley Kubrick like timed how long it took for the golf ball to come to rest. Yeah, exactly how far this second ball had gone, however, would go on to remain a mystery for fifty years. It wasn't until imaging specialist Andy Saunders digitally enhanced an archive, uh, enhanced archival images from the mission that the final resting place of the ball and subsequently the distance it travelled was revealed. Contrary to Shepard's claim at the time, the second ball had only moved about 40 feet. Still, oh, listen to this last line. Still, not bad for someone in a restrictive two hundred pound plus spacesuit swinging a makeshift club with one hand. Uh, it will only weigh one six of that on on the moon, <laughs> so it weighs like. Uh, well, if it was a third, that would be sixty six pounds. So yeah, it weighs like thirty three pounds. Yeah. Oh, so the guy's basically just got like a heavy coat on. <laughs> He's got a T-shirt on, mate. That's yeah. basically. It's like, it's got, you're, what you're wearing is equivalent got a hoodie to a, on. Or wearing like a 15 kilogram fireman jacket. Did I not in, forget in... they've told us that the moon has less gravity? Yeah, but 200 pounds sounds like a lot. <laughs> what do you think to this? Oh, Fraser, you were in earlier. I missed some of it. Yeah. But um, Nicola Bully has been has been has, has made an appearance in. Uh, in unexplained mysteries. Um oh. this is fucking weird, isn't it? Oh yes, that's right. Yeah, the uh Oh, are they, is there one already like to do with a mis- disappearance? So, uh da-da. what are they claiming? So, so right, the 45-year-old who hails hails from Inskip in Lancashire, England, dropped her children off at school in on Skip. Friday, January the 27th before heading out to take her dog for a walk. So, she sent an email to her boss around 8.53am, then logged on to a Microsoft Teams call at 9.01am, which ended at 9.30am. Concerns were quickly raised, however, when her phone was found and abandoned on a bench near the river wire, still connected to the call. Her dog was also found running around and unattended (coughs) nearby. So, was she muted during the Teams call then? Must have been if no one heard anything, right? Yeah. Uh yeah, real real mystery, isn't it? Because yeah. I, I think um, Phil, who we were talking to, who's like mate, got major autism in this uh, subject, said yeah. there's uh, was it ten ten minutes completely unexplained, isn't it? Yeah. That so the, so so the, the whatever happened to her happened in ten minutes, and there's been zero sign of her, hasn't there? Yep. Yep. So. Are they postulating any? Uh, uh, they're not really. They're just no? saying. No. They're just saying the basics, and they're not. Um, uh, mm. I just can't believe we're a week on, and as yet it seems we're no further on 
said her said her partner laughing Paul as the Paul Ansel, who described her, her disappearance as impossible to comprehend. It just seems absolutely impossible. It's like a dream. I can't get my hand around any of it. Wouldn't most people say it's a nightmare? Uh, if we if we're going to investigate what he's saying. Wouldn't you say it was a nightmare if your missus just vanished and possibly murdered? Yeah. I wouldn't say Unless it's a dream. Had something to do with it. <laughs> uh, not not laughing, not laughing, Paul Ansel. I don't think he could have had anything no. to do with it. So oh, as th- yeah. as things stand, the investigators have found no evidence of foul play, and are leaning towards the possibility she may have somehow fallen into the river and swept away. Maybe maybe she was swept up by a whirlwind and dropped in the river. <laughs> yeah. Fucking whirlwind got her. God <laughs> damn those whirlwinds. Those damn whirl those damn whirlwinds. I'm sure she'll be deposited in India somewhere where they'll like cook her and eat her or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just just give yeah. her a give her a good cooking. Uh da, da, da. what else have we got in the news? I don't think it's anything really. There's another Bigfoot captured on a trail camera. Trail cameras aren't oh. great, are they? Because they just take pictures, don't That's, they? Is there actually a picture of this? Let's see. Uh... Uh, it's supposed to be. Uh... Do that. And then I shall pop it up on the... Add. Image. Browse. What is this, Mr... Uh, I should put it up. Oh, I'll put it up on the stream if you want. Uh, fit screen. There we go. So that's what we've got. Right. Uh, wow. Okay, that's a bit of close shot, isn't it? Fucking hell. It's quite a good. It's quite a good one, isn't it? Hey, yeah, that's actually not bad for a fucking. That actually kind of does look like a. Not a guy in a suit. Oh, bit, what, do you th- yeah. what do you think to the uh, Bigfoot picture? That's Loch Ness. <laughs> I know this. Uh, we'll get our resident cryptozoologist aficionado Ian on this. and Bjarki's uh, like, yeah. our, our expert. Oh, that's on Yowie's, yeah. But, you know, he, he'll tell us it's, this is a sighting of Loch Ness and um, <laughs> he'll, do it, he'll do it in that typical enthusiastic voice he's got, which just, um, yeah... I, I know Nessie when I see it. Yeah, yeah, that actually does look like. Is it a? Fe- I'm guessing it's a female, right? It must be a female because that slender. Uh, it yeah, looks... it could be. Uh, it could be an. It doesn't uh, look very muscular, does it? For a... adolescent male, it could be. Uh, so why is it only this small fucking up close thing? Like, surely there's video right well no um, because no, it's a trail camera and trail cameras are battery operated and they uh, take, is it take movement pic- and they take pictures based on movement for how long though i mean surely there's not just one picture right uh I don't know. wouldn't it be like a slideshow thing i mean that's like this is better than your average fucking blurry fucking pixelated mess yeah, to be still, honest like uh... Uh, so it's, yeah, it's uh, too damn fucking close. Are we going to get a new era of fucking Bigfoot sightings where it's like, all you see is Bigfoot's nipples or something? <laughs> <laughs> is that it? Uh, <laughs> this is all we're going to get now is fucking up close. They can't... <laughs> uh, they can't... Fit. Uh, 
So... Can't do decent fakes at range, so we're just going to get fucking big false nips now, yeah. Uh, if you if you pay 100 quid for one, you, you get, they're quite good. They, 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 they do 30 frames per second. <clears throat> right. Max so resolution we got the 1080. Uh, resolution 30 megapixels. So trigger speed. This is obviously I don't know which one it is, so I've just picked one at random. Uh, this is trigger speed photos, 0.3 seconds, and trigger speed for right. videos is 0.6 seconds. So I would have thought it would take more than one picture, wouldn't it? Indeed. I don't, like I said, I don't know much about trail cameras because I've never owned one, but. Oh, so it's, it's a cheap ass one, thirty four quid. See if there's some specs on it. Uh, so some of these, this one has, this is thirty five quid. You can get one with um, night vision. Ten meter, ten meter trigger distance, sixteen mes, megapixel images, IP sixty six waterproof. Whilst you're looking at that, I'm looking at Volvo estate cars, and they're going for silly money. Are they? 1996 Volvo 850R for £11,000. 96 is getting on for a... Pl so is that like getting on for a classic, though? Do you know anything about... It's called a modern classic. I know they trigger, but that's about all I know. Like, I don't know what a trail camera is. So you know the things you, you like, got... stick it to a tree and leave it for a couple of months and then go back and check it later? Oh, and it's motion sensitive. Yeah. All right. Yeah, cool. I just don't know. I don't know how they trigger, so I don't know why there is only the one picture of the Bigfoot. Is... Uh, yeah, good question. There must be a similar sort of technology to how the um, lights light up. You know, the... PIR sensors and stuff. Yeah, unless it's kind of, uh, unless it, unless I don't know whether they just take one picture every minute or something. Might be something like that. I, I'm thinking something triggers the, um, something triggers the uh, uh, motion sensor, and that's when it takes a snap. And yeah, does it like, just, yeah, I assume it snap. just takes one snap. Then doesn't it? That'd be why you'd only have this one picture of Bigfoot, wouldn't it? It's a shame it doesn't go like all oh, this thing, like immediately start taking snaps and then like to a whole burst of them until the the motion stops rather than just go, oh yeah, there's a bit of movement here and it like catches the tail end of a swallow. Yeah. Uh, Alphabet Cat's recommending the Volvo 850. I do like the look of the Volvo 850. I mean, I'm I looking have, at. I used to have a Lun Laguna estate. That, 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 they used to, they go well. Is that the Fiat Laguna Renault, or Renault, Renault, Lag Laguna. Renault Laguna? Yeah. No, it's, it's got wood panelling. It's got a steering wheel very similar to mine where the bits you touch have got leather. And it says Volvo on it. So, you know, that some some uh, blonde has been sat in it at some point. Volvo. From Sweden. Volvo. Egeberge. And dive to the Ikea. The best of the Polinias did. Goody, 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 Then I go to Goffinberg and listening to the AMFN radio. Maybe so a babble. Do you think that looks hoaxy, that picture? Or uh, It's like, mate, you've, you've like, 
is it hairy back? Is it what? I mean, like... Yeah, it's... It, yeah. There's not enough info, is there? I think you need more information, don't you? It's like, hey, look, we got this one picture. Oh, wow, which is blurry and out of focus. I reckon there is something with these cryptids. I mean, to be honest, it is better than half of the fucking shit. It's, it's a good one. I mean, it's better than right person, yeah. isn't it? I can... You know. I... Like reckon the cryptos have got this like they're able to bend light around them so yeah. that this stuff happens. <laughs> Is it isn't that the fucking invisible man's shit like T V show back in the day, like Bigfoot was invisible. That's why no one could see it. <laughs> uh, archaeologists <laughs> discover ancient Egyptian mummy wrapped in gold, Hobbit. Oh. Uh, wow. Mummy- his name was Hekashipes. Hekashipes? Was he a Reddit user? Probably. The hacking sheepies. That'd be Fuckashipes. He was a Reddit user. Oh, look at my based doggo shepherd. Who lived circa 2300 BC. Oh, don't you mean before Common Era, based on the Common Era, known as Crisis Era? Yeah. Yeah. Found, found inside a limestone sarcophagus in a burial shaft, the body and its wrappings are unusually well prefer- preserved for the period. I mean, this is this is getting a bit like the dinosaur skeletons, where they're always finding mummies, aren't they? It's, uh, yeah, it's a bit. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Hackersheep. How do you pull the brain through the nose with a hook? This is one thing that I don't get. Yeah, you have to break like a bone in your nose to get the brain. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was was strange how the Egyptians are so very meticulous about preserving all of the organs, and yet with the brain it's just like, nah, yank it through the nose and toss it into the rubbish. They don't need the brain when they come back. Yeah, they don't even keep it. It's weird. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? It's kind of... Well, that's does it does it hmm. go back to what you were saying, Hobbit, about the heart being like the brain almost? Yeah. Uh, well, I had this thing like I I I went I took my nan's otherwise on her own, so I I took I said, look, I've I've got a bee somewhere today. I'll swing around and I'll pick you up, and so I did. And she said, oh, I like the car; it's comfortable. And I said, well, thanks. That's the idea. Uh, anyway, so we're driving along, and she says, oh, where are we now? And I said, I said what the village is. And I, and she said, oh, have you been here before? And I said, I know this place uh, off by heart. I've been on it many times before. And then I was driving along about half a mile later. I just thought, it's a strange phrase. I know this place by heart. Why does the heart be associated with memory? Um, it is, it is weird, it? That it yeah. be, sorry. My heart, my... It? Yeah. I know it off by heart. Yeah. Mm. Maybe they, were, they knew something we, we've, we've forgotten or... Well, just you, you, do you feel memories with your heart? Is that is that it? Mm. You got a feeling? I know this place. I got a feeling. I know it off by heart. I know it like the back of my hand. Oh, the back of my hand's a bit more literal. Uh, this this one yeah. sounds bollocks to me, but strange life forms have been found thriving in an, in an environment that's totally inhospitable to most anything else. When it comes to environments conducted, is it called to Birmingham? Life, <laughs> Birmingham. <laughs> almost, almost Chernobyl. Almost. Oh, is it the mushrooms that are black and they're absorbing gamma radiation? No, they've found some weird fucking 
you know, like the ecosystem that the the, the the aliens create in Alien. It looks a bit like that. <clears throat> so it's a mine. The mine opened back in the 1960s, but later flooded and abandoned in the 1990s. However, its dilapidated tunnels are home to organic acidic streamers, stalactites formed from slime communities, and strange gunk that makes the walls look as though they're melting. Organisms found here include multi-celled eukaryotes, uh, strange shape-altering amoebae, multi-appendage <coughs> multi flagellates, and squid-like hetero... You're allergic to conspiracy theories. I think I am. Hetero <laughs> That's what's happening. Uh, whatever they oh, are. No. They've got him, Hobbit. Yeah. yeah. This this has got to be a subject of fortier words, uh, allergies, and what why does my nose get podcasting this? <laughs> it, yeah, because I don't remember this when you were doing JDLE. So I recall yeah. it is is when you're discussing that it gets your sniffly, yeah. and then when I start talking, my nose gets itchy. <laughs> why? <laughs> it's like you, my nose has been absolutely fine all week long, and then for yeah. two hours a night. Just like, oh, I've really got to scratch my nose. Yeah. Makes no sense. Oh, uh, Craig Wilson says he had one. It would take a maximum of seven single images. It's triggered by a motion sensor. Yeah, I think they're kind of limited to images, and that's probably why you only had the one of the Bigfoot, not like half a dozen or something. Yeah. Either that or it was moving at such great speeds, you know, that's why it's blurry and shit. Like, yeah. yeah. Anyway. It was, it was doing... Anyway, we all done. Uh, yeah. Go away now. Go away yes. now. Yeah. Stay spooky. <laughs>